Holy crap. No blue boys. That's, That's the yeah. Blue boys? There's no blue boys. Oh, yeah. What were they? They were and that was the first surprise we got when we started to research the program. The uniform. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? You see old films. It's like looking at an old film. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And I'm saying, Jesus, you know what I mean? That's that was us, you know? That was us. This is the story of four boys in the street. Foley Street. They were only kind of kids growing up. You look what they were, they were coming through. They were living in, in that, that area that kind of, you couldn't go any further. Like, I mean, you couldn't get a job. Like, there was no, there was no structures in place for those kids. There was nothing there. The only place that, that was, for, for, a few, for, for some of them, the only place that was, they were going to was prison. It's 1975, it's late evening in the north inner city. Four boys walk down the street. One has just been released that day from St. Pat's Institute. One is going for a point. One has no money. One is going to rob a shop. In Foley Street, producer Kieran Sheedy and I met four boys all around 15 or 16. And while we were recording, a girl from the area, 22 years old, married, already with two children, joined in. What emerged in Foley Street was not a world of gratuitous violence, more a question of survival. All we know about the boys is their first names. George, Noel, Larry and Michael. And they're from Foley Street. What about, uh, you know, I, I would find it very hard to break into a, a shop. I'd make a lot of noise and I probably wouldn't be able to get in. How do you get into this place? I'd size them up, you know. I'd size them up, you know what I mean? Break your way in. Break your way in. Before you get in, you have to make sure it's not too high for the to, to get back over. You'll have to find a way out if you get in. But well, how would you get into a locked house? Get a punch. Punch the window in, you know, just a spring back punch. Let the punch go and it hit the window. The window will shatter probably or else it'll just break. Then you punch it in. Then you just lift up the latch and you, you pull up the window and then you get into the house. Well, we, so don't, we, don't, we, we don't do no. houses, you know. We don't do any houses, poor people's houses, you know. We wouldn't do any houses, we just do shops. We just do shops, you know, all pubs and all factories. Uh, have you ever been, you know, searched, charged? Searched yeah. Anything, yeah. So what happens? Were you taken to court and... Yeah. Or what happened? I was up there for them. Cash. Didn't do some of them. I was made make statements to them. And then when they come out, coming out of the station, you have about, you're supposed to only have one charge, you come out with about seven or eight. When you see the police, do you, do you think they're all the same? Are there any kind of nice fellas or bad uh, There's only three police, three good policemen over in Stow Street. The rest are all police. The Dublin police is all right. You know, it's the cultures. The cultures. When they get you in the it's station, you, there's no getting out. You go out in the stretcher. No. Tell us, do, do uh, people drink a lot? You know, yeah. Yeah. at what age do, do people start? <laughs> we're both starting now. They're starting 16. We were going to go down to a pub until you cut us now. Well, what do you drink? Smilks. And sometimes oh, yeah. flagons. Now you're 15 and yeah. there's no problem getting a drink? No. 
Imagine having a, little, a few hairs on your chin, you know, it's just serious. <laughs> How about drunkenness? I mean, we all, yeah, from we time all to get time, drunk. but... Yeah, every week. Or we that would be started by, and get ourselves into trouble then. The drugs and so forth, is there any, and do you ever go into that? No. Hash. No, Smoke hash. And show cigarettes. Uh, thing will put you on it, you know, a little, little, little bit. Such a dizzy. You know, kids are happy. Keep you, you, keep laughing. you keep laughing. You keep laughing. You go into things. Well, we're not going to ask that on nothing, you know. Yeah, like but that. is there a lot of it around? I mean, if, if you oh, wanted no. to score some <coughs> dope, could you could you get it around here? Oh, you know? oh yes. What about money? Is it expensive? Oh yes. Yeah. You know, you get some blows, give it to you cheap. Some blows, give it to you. Well, you could be getting triggered with a knockout. Yeah, you know what I mean. Would you say that again about the what? You could get triggered with what? You could get a bit of a knockout in the thing. It's the same as you know, bit of a knockout on the silver paper. You wouldn't know what it is. You think it's actually. Yeah. What about yourself? Well, I guess raised the last horse and I have a wedding, you know, and they do me on seven other charges. So they kept me in custody for a, a week. Now they brought me up to the bridal and it was held in custody there for a week. I went up today and I remanded again on bail. Mm -hmm. So. What, what did they say that you did? Or, uh, you know, robbing cars and all, you know, breaking into shops, all this, you know. Did you do it? Yeah, I did, I did do it, yeah. Yeah. Well, what happens to you now? I don't know, yeah. I have to go up next week. Will you, do you think you'll be sent away? I, I will be sent away, yes. Where? Patrick's. For how long? Oh, 12, 12 months. What'll happen when you come out? I don't know. I have to see it till I come out anyway, you know? Yeah, I mean, do you, do you think you'll come out reformed? Or do you think you'll do the same things again? Probably will do the same things again. What's the point in sending you away then? I don't know. You did some time before? Yeah, i done uh, 12 months, then i done two years before that. It's just the police that get the satisfaction in you, yeah. yeah, they'll be glad, you know? They'll be glad, yeah. Who's glad? The police, you know, they, when they get you into the station, they hit you and all, you know? Then they laugh at you. They laugh you. at you when you're getting charged and when you're up in court and you're going away, they just say goodbye to you and you're gone. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to you? Uh, I'll probably get taken again. And I won't get probation. I'll get uh, probably fined or thrown away down right. to Clomel, Clomel or Dangan or Lusk. Have you been to any of those places before? I've been in St. Lawrence's school, Fingless, then a Sal Brothers. It's only a boarding school. But I, I, I mean, they shouldn't have done 12 months. Why? Because school attendance and robbing. But you weren't in court for that. Yes, I was. In, I was in court for robbing and school attendance. When I was up for the, when I was in for the school attendance, I was let off, and then I started going to the school. But when I started robbing, I was up again, and she said, "Well, I let you off the last time, but not this time." You said you started to rob. What age were you then? Oh, uh, was around eight or nine. Yeah. Why did you start? You know, just walk the things. You know, like a bike. I just walk there, just walk into Ronnie's and take a bike. Run out there. That's what I wanted it. You don't see there's anything wrong with that? <coughs> well, no, not, re not really. I know I'm doing harm on other people because they have to buy the stuff, but we have to earn the stuff. Have you any money now? 
No, I haven't. Any money at all? No. None. What do you do for money? I'd probably go out robbing now. You know what I mean? What about what about your own family? You don't live with your. I don't. I don't live with my own family. Why not? And I got thrown out of the house, you know. For what? Oh no. You know, Robin, you know all this. And uh, I got thrown out of the house. Get me mad at too much trouble, you know, caving around walking all this. There, there is a lot the of uh, you know, breaking into cars and so on around yeah. here. Uh, obviously some people do it. So so why why do they do it? Well they need the money. They need the money, they, they need have the money. no money. They you know? have no money, they can't they can't get a job for it. Like where else are they gonna get it? When they mention Foley Street where they live, they won't give them a job. Because it's a bad name, you know. It's a bad name, the, street. the neighbourhood around it. All Shamit Damon Street, Liberty House, all over. You'd want to live up in a house to get yeah. a job. Do you feel in any way isolated from the rest of the, the people? Do you feel yourselves to be special or different? I oh, know, we're all the same. We, all, we were all raised together. No, I mean, compared to the rest of the people in Dublin, people who live in Finglas and Drimna, yeah. even Fox Rock, you yeah. know, how do you feel? Well, they were all them, you know. They're not immoral. You know no, what I mean? They have a house, they're big, they can hold up their head. We can't, we have to hold theirs down. We're from the slums. The only thing that's left since Packham down is actually this old clothing factory here in Foley Street. If anybody knows who the four boys are, Terry Fagan knows. But nothing else is here since Packham down. It's all gone. If you look now, we're actually, we're actually now heading into Liberty House Park. This is where Foley Street once stood. It's, as I said, the park is built on what was then once the old, the old grounds of uh, Foley Street and Corporation buildings. It's called Liberty Park. And uh, you can see it's a beautiful park. Terry's family were the last to leave the Foley Street tenement flats. And they knocked down Corporation buildings in 1972. And then in 1982, the city fathers came again to knock down Foley Street. My mother had already been in Corporation buildings. And when they were knocking Corporation buildings, she said, I'm not moving from this community. So she took a flat in Foley Street. City Fathers came again to knock down Foley Street. And she said, I moved once, I'm not moving again. She looked out the window every day, she looked, and she looked at, at slowly seeing the whole community go out to move out. She, she used to say to me, I've seen another move, removal car, people moving the furniture out. And day by day she watched as the people moved out and headed off. And eventually, she was the last person left there. She looked down that street and all her neighbours were gone. And she was there on her own. She was in the middle of Foley Street. They knocked the blocks either left and right and she was left standing on her own, in her own. She was nearly, nearly a full year living on, on her own in Foley Street. You know, because she just determined she wasn't going. Now, with no gas, she cooked on the fire. You know, and here we were in the 1980s cooking on the fire. And the funny thing about her was, it wasn't just the, the, the lighting in her place, but the street lighting and all, and it was pitch dark. And I remember coming down to the night time, the winter nights, and you'd see the candles flickering in, 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 the, in the windows of the house. And I used to say, come around to my place and say, no, no, she was a determined woman, she wouldn't. She said, no, no, she'll stay here. So she sat there in the night time with lighting candles, and, it was a, you'd walk, and I remember coming down the street and looking up and looking at the candles lighting. And she used to say, God, what have they done? You know, the community is gone. It's 1988. The four boys are interviewed again. Things are not good. Nothing's changed. 
No, just uh, just that they took down a good class that we used to live in, Fowley Street. It used to be good living here one day, but see, when a lot goes out of the area, it's, uh, it's hard to say, you know, like the lab was now moved on, the Guffio was moved on. All four have been to jail. All four are unemployed. Foley Street is gone. Buildings is gone. You know, our, our football ground and all is gone, you know, when we used to play football along this street. Tell us what happened to you in the last 13 years since we last spoke in this doorway. I've been in prison. There's nothing in this town, you know. I was working for a few years going well and all of a sudden I, I get cut off and, and what have you got. Well, it's now a couple of years now I'm struggling. It's still the same way. Not as changed at all. I don't think so anyway. No. What are you doing with yourself? Are you working? <laughs> no, I'm not working. I had a job in 1980, oh, I was 79. I got laid after, got another job then. I was on that for about six or seven months and I got laid after. So I started getting back into trouble then, locked up. You know, I done 12 months after I done the interview with yourself. That was, I was 15 years of age when I done the interview with yourself. And uh, I was just going on 17 and I got 12 months in St. Patrick's Institution. Yeah. Now that's supposed to be a corrective institution to to um, improve you so when you come out you'll be a better citizen. What happened to you in St. Pat's? Oh, when you come out, a better citizen. You come out there, you come out with a word. <laughs> you come out, you come out like, you come out like Humphrey Bogart over there. Why? What, what happened to you there? Well, oh, I was getting hassled and all that, you know, screws, you know. Well, not, you know what I mean. Hassled, you know, or you know, getting into fights and all that with fellas and all that. You know? And when you came out, what happened to you then? I mean, when I when I came out, uh, I got a job, but I was I was only on that for um, uh, about five six months, and then that's it. You haven't worked since. I haven't worked since. So you haven't worked really in eight or nine years. Uh, yeah. So how do you spend the time? Just stand around, you know, stand around the bookies, you know. If, if I have money, I do a bit in the bookies. You, know? you get up in the mornings, you dress the kids, you bring them out, you, you're just sitting around here all day, so. What do you predict for, for your children, though? I mean, if this is the situation you find yourself in, how are you going to make sure that they're going to be different? I think won't be different. I, I doubt it, you know, once I live in a flat, you know, as George said, no work, you know. 13 years and really yeah. no progress one way or the other? No, none at all. You know what I mean? It's still the same, eh? Even this is 1988 and it's still the same, eh? There's nothing has changed still. Still the same. Still the very same. You know, hopefully that's something will pick up for us, you know? Mm. They're all looking for the great escape. <laughs> uh, it's very hard to get the greatest escape, you know. You can't get escape from here. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs>
See, when I heard the voice of the young girl coming through, then I said, oh, I think that's Kathleen Handlin. You know, so and I listened and I said, that is Kathleen Handlin. I remember talking on the radio in town, in Foley Street, and I, I think I was coming back from the chipper. The chips was fucking freezing. <laughs> with the two kids I had with me. Well, I was born in Sheriff Street. My dad worked on the docks, coal boats. You and you know, Aunt comes on taking them off the ships, and uh, he'd bring in a big um, tea chest, and it'd be full of tea. And my mum'd be bagging it, and we'd be going round the door selling it. That was in Shadow Street. And then we'd come home at lunchtime. He'd give me a cross out on his bike. Tell me he'd put my hand in his pocket, and he'd have a bag of cuddles for me. <laughs> My dad died when I was five, so my mad nine of us. Five, five boys and four girls, and he moved up down to the buildings. In the buildings, only one room. After the mattresses on the floor and everything, stepping over bodies. <laughs> but they were good times, you know. What you can get. How old are you, by the way? You're married with two children. 22. 22. How old are your children? Three, Adrian's three, and Alan is nine months. Are you going to have a, a whole pile of kids, or are you...? I'm going to have 12. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I like kids. When they cry, I don't like them. When they kill them. <laughs> what about... Uh, I'd like a house more so before I have any more. I wouldn't rear any kids. I'm a hemorrhoid. <laughs> me, and go, me and John Gunnery. I was walking and handling fish. And we went up to uh, Woolworths on air break. And he was sitting there with his friend. He was doing jokes with cards, stack of cards. Start, start talking. Then that uh, Friday night, we were going to the dance, me and my friend, me and Joan and that, a few of us. And uh, he was in the dance hall that night. So he followed me home and I kept telling him, go back. He kept following me home. I went from there on. <laughs> I didn't think I'd have been stuck this long. <laughs> How long are you married now? 37 years nearly. October, 2nd of October. Married in 1971, yeah. And then all of a sudden, then the voices started, the other voices were kind of. Uh, coming through and I said oh yeah the voices were cutting in across one another and, and next of all I was able to identify that the other voice would would have been uh, uh, Noel, Noel, Noel Egan. Hi, Noel. Alright Tell you nearly died that time. It's weird isn't it? Like when you're hearing it, listen to yourself on a tape that you haven't seen. That's the first time I hear that tape. Well, I'll tell you this much, I'm going to keep on robbing, you know what I mean? It's no end to me, anyway. Where, where are you going now tonight? Where are you going tonight? I'm going nowhere. I'm not going to get no projects today. There's nowhere to go. Have you any money now? No, I haven't. Any money at all? No. None. What do you do for money? I'll probably go out robbing now, you know what I mean? Them days was all crazy. You, 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 I don't know, there was no, 
he had no mad telly. He just just went off and just done it. That was it. Breaking entrance is the whole lot. That's basically it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Pity, not big arm robberies out like that. Just a few robberies out like, but nothing more or like that. And where would you normally go? Like anywhere. Like we had no no specific area park. Like it was just anywhere at all. We went in like a rob car. We just went off. We done what we had to do, and that was it. Ah, oh, but when you're out walking, you know what I mean. You have the nights. You know what I mean. You go off soaking during the night. It's not in, in the daytime you rob really. It's in the night time. You know. You you probably look up, so he's up a gaff, and then you go to do it that night. You know. I done nearly twenty twenty one year, twenty two year locked up. Twenty-two years locked up. Yeah. And when did the, when was the first time you went to prison? When I was about, I think it was about eleven, eleven. No, hang on. We went to Marlborough House first. Marlborough House was in, I think it was twelve that time. And then, then I went from Marlborough House, then down to Dangan. And then from Dangan, then I went to the in and out Patrick's. And then the last sentence, then from there, went into this joy then. What about what about your own family? You don't live with your own I don't I don't live with my own family. Why not? And I got thrown out of the house, you know? For what? Oh no. You know, Robin, you know all this. Well I I thrown out of the house that when you heard the tape that time, I was thrown out of the house that time. So they didn't want the police to come up to the door right in the gaff, so you know, they threw me out for that, so So where were you living then? I was living living in in, uh, in Foley Street on the stairs. You were homeless, like, yeah. from the age of, what, what age were you? I'd say I was young, I think it was about 13 or 14. I lived on the stairs in Foley Street for 82 years. Did you ever see your parents during that time? Like, because obviously you Ah, yeah, you used to see them every day, you know what I mean? <laughs> you used to have to roam and you used to see them. And what did they say to you, or, like, did you... They'd be given now, because there was no need for me to be staying out, you know what I mean? Well, you can understand that now, yeah, when you're going back, but years ago, you didn't really... Did You had no... Uh, it didn't register with you, you know what I mean? It's only now when you start looking back. and You know what I mean? It's only now when you have kids yourself. That's when you realise then, you know what I mean? The hardship that you put through your family is true. So that, that everybody, everybody's telling you to give it up, your parents, your girlfriends, yeah. your elder brother and so forth. And yeah. Why don't you listen to them? I don't know. I just got, I got married then. You know what I mean? And that's I just kind of settled down. So I'm just settling down now, and that's it. I was, I'm 26, my uh, 26 year married now. She said now we're probably still going back and forth to prison. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, it's just I don't know. Just uh, at the end of the day, is so I just said to myself I had enough, and that was it. I I I, I kind of moved on from all that now, and just I'm happily married, and that's it. I have four kids. Thirteen years and really yeah. no progress one way or the other. No, none at all. Do you know what I mean? It's still the same way. Even this is nineteen eighty eight and it's still the same way. I done basically just just basically going in and out of jobs and then I got a job in the community. I'm in the community for the last eleven, I think nearly a ten and a half, about ten years. And I, I'm driving for the community now, you know what I mean? I'm working for the adventure sports, which is all to deal with the kids in the area. You know what I mean? Which kids that's coming up now that's getting in and out of trouble basically is to keep them out of trouble. The kids you know, that's coming in now to the way I'm walking now is basically I'm looking at them the way I was years ago. And if I can help them is they're not to go down the same road I went down. It's good, you know what I mean?
Alright, Teddy, see you, mate. Cheers. Okay, Yeah. Bye. Oh yeah, you want me there? Okay. I'm Teddy Fagan. Look, Mike does not live here, does he? Yeah, Mike, a friend of Mike, uh, Teddy, there, is he? Yeah, me, Teddy You're on right? camera. How are you? Alright. You've um, done an interview years ago in Foley Street. Ah, it's fucking about <laughs> 40 <laughs> fucking years ago. Come in now. Come in now. Tell us, do, do uh, people drink a lot? You know, yeah. you at what age do, do people <laughs> start? <laughs> we're both starting now. This time, 16. We were going to go down to a pub until you cut us now. Well, what do you drink? Smilix. Hey, Smilix now. Go feel the boys are dead. Georgie, look, you know what I mean? Georgie, look, the multi, uh, lift up around Stony Bat the way, mm. out Devney Guard, somewhere up that yeah. way, and he, he drank around there. It's time or not time. We'd have the boys, but they used to live over there, you know, like, yeah. over. And uh, you'll see him have a chat. But, uh, I think the old fucking heart fucked him up. Went on a fucking few beers, like. Just bad all the time. There's nothing. There's nothing in this country for us. Have you had a job at any stage during that period? I had working on a building site, and I had to give it up because I got dermatitis. You had to give up the building. It's twelve years, and I had to. You had a, a job though for twelve whole years. I was a bricklayer, and I had to give it up because of dermatitis. So for, for the bulk of the time since we last talked to you, you actually were in employment. Yeah. What about the lifestyle you've had here? I mean, has it been good? Have you had, say, some of the, the drug problems in the area that some of the other oh, parts yeah, had? Drug pro problems all around the area, but uh, I, I wasn't touching any of them, you know. And in terms of the kind of things that were going on at the time we were talking about robbing and the, the rows between local lads That's and the guards I mean has that changed? That's still going on. Why do you think that is? There's nothing else in this country for anybody to do the price of things has gone up disgraceful and it's just money all the time paper wants so they can't get it they can't get it by walking because there's no walk so they have to go out and rob it. 13 years ago what did you think you'd be doing 13 years on? I thought of having a, a better job and thing, but in count of the, the, the says I got at the work, I had to pack it in. What's your family situation now? Well, most of them is on drugs and they're locked up best part of times and they have to be out robbing for the, the drug habit. Have you got a family, wife, children? I have three sons, but uh, I'm just living with the girl. And how, how old are the kids? Uh, the youngest is one and a half and the eldest is just five. Looking at what you've been through, um, what hopes do you have for their future? There's no future for the kids. That's why uh, I wouldn't stay in this country. There's no future for them at all. What I went through, I'm not going to bring up me three kids in. But uh, suppose we think about 13 years on from now, and if you think about it, that'll be the year 2001. What do you think it'll be ha will have happened to you in the intervening years? What would have happened? Well, I don't know. Have you any optimism at all that your circumstances will improve? 
I wouldn't say so. Larry, I was only there about two years, I think. George is there a good few years. These things happen. If I wasn't married myself, I'd probably be dead. Like, unfortunately for the few that died, like, good few friends, like, now to me. But, uh, oh, I had a good life. Why do I have no regrets? I do. Like, you know, what could you do now when you're only 14, well, when you're 10 or 11? Ah, oh, it's great to go around with fucking nothing on your. Like, get, you have holes in your shoes. Put cardboard in, walk around and go to school. What are you supposed to do? Just go into the stars, change your shoes, walk out. That's what, that's what they do. Then you go home and you say to your master, where did you get them? I got them up the hill. You get a clat on the back of the neck. The hill is not open with shoes there, you know what I mean? Say, ma, we got them in the Do you doubt they come in and say, where did you get them shoes? My ma said, I got them out of fucking lawman. Them days, those lawns, you know, lawman. You have to get fucking vouchers off. Yeah, well, yeah, I would, the ma would get clothes and all that, you know what I mean? Oh, that's how I lived. Doing bits and bobs like every week, like, you know what I mean? I mean since I was small, I was robbing our supermarkets, you know, taking stuff. Some, sometimes they feed you. Because yeah, you have to sit take 60s and 70s. The fuck I left, you have to go to the steel house. There has to be a steel house up there. What's a steel house? You know, you have to go down to get fed. You know, your mind give you a big, big bowl, a big pot you go down. You know them days. Any friends of yours been in jail or still in jail? Ah, yeah. Well, they're not friends, but I know them, you know. You know, there's a few of them. So I was in there myself a few times, you know. For what sort of things? Just dusting around, like, salt, stroking, down a few cars. Oh, they were years ago, you know. I was just saying, I go and buy the bus standing up, because when you come around the corner, Amy, most people just stand up to get off the bus, firstly. I'm just saying that. Little blonde one there. And I just say no. I just look, she looked at me, I looked at her. And I just did that to her. And she just laughed. I went around after them, I asked her out. She said, No, I'm going into town with my friends. So I said, Where are you going? I met her at the celebrity club then. And she asked her out. And that was it. I chased her for a few times, but eventually I got her. The only for her now is still alive, I'd say. Probably bleeding dead by now. No, she just told me life around. I don't know yeah. how or why or what. I, I can't really explain that to you. Have you got girlfriends yourself as well? Yeah. You got steady girlfriends. Have you got steady or what? I'll take a few more now and again. Think about for that, you see in skates. It's the way they look with it. Even Scotsman. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep your own steady around here, you know? You can't keep your own steady around here. I had a young one. I had a young one. You know, anytime you're back in, she's gone. You know, just 
Do a few young ones always go away. Couldn't keep them steady. So would you keep keep a young one steady if you? If I knew she would say, you know, if he knew, if I knew she wouldn't go out with anybody else, I would. I'd marry the year before he had a kid, like you know, and just changed my life. Well, like just met her, yes. Yeah. Opened my eyes, like. And how did it change your life? Ah, oh, big time. Uh, like, you know what I mean? I have a few kids. How many kids do you have? Seven. Seven? Seven. Like seven girls. Seven girls? They do, yeah, fucking head of women, do, yeah, head in. Mm-hmm. I swear. And are they all, I see the three girls here, all blonde hair, do they all have seven girls? Oh, they're all blonde, yeah. So all girls, all seven of them? Yeah, blonde, yeah. Two grand kids are blonde as well. So if I wasn't married now, I'd say I'd be probably either an alcoholic or fucking brown red. The way it is, like, what turned my life around with me in the boat? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I am, but thank you very much. I'm not bad, but I'm tired tonight. Take care. Yeah, how are you doing? All the best. I'm Marie. I'm Lars' sister. And I'm Miss Butter. Christy. Christmas. I'm Christy. Christine. And Lars' sister. Lars' sister. Yeah. Yeah. And when did Laura pass away? In March 2006. It was in March 2006. Yeah. And what age was he? 46. 46. Yeah. Now this is something you never know about. You know what I mean? You know, Laura, you wouldn't know what's going to Well, as I said to him, Laura was very friendly with everybody. The whole of Talbot Street. And he'd be walking around, as I said to the shop, he'd be walking around Talbot Street. He loved his calm. And I'd be walking around Talbot Street and he'd be eating a whole chicken. But I can't be sorry them. They've no they've no proof, they've no evidence that I done it. Because the policeman said to me, Janie, I was standing over there looking at you. And there was before I came, you know, there was a couple of lads around it. You know, and why didn't he? If he was looking at them, why didn't he come over and meet them, not me? And he came to live here for about four months and he was doing grand. And then he was sneaking out to go for a drink. Yeah. And then wasn't coming back for an hour, then two hours. Then That's not when he was living here, yeah. yeah. And then he wasn't coming home at all then. Now, me ma, me ma got him that flat down there, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, but he's black was white that he wasn't yeah, after being drinking. Yeah, no, he'd come in and you'd know he was drunk and you'd say, you were after being... No, I wasn't. I'm after being on a walk. And you'd know quite well he was after being drinking, do you know what I mean? And you think he, he, he... Like, you think he got away with it, do you know That's what I mean? Yeah, it was. Mm. He was very funny, though, wasn't he? Yeah, it's... The last time that I met him, it was before I went to Australia and I met him in Talbot Street. I haven't got your lighter. I met him in Talbot Street, and he says to me, "Um, because the price of 
10 smokes, will you? I said, why don't you just tell the truth and tell me you want the money for cans? He said, all right, well, give us the price of five cans. <laughs> so I gave him a tenner. <laughs> I said, you don't have to lie about it, do you know what I mean? He said, ah, fair play, chillin'. He used to call me Vera Lynn. Do you want me to put on the second CD, just a 1988 one? Would you like to hear yeah, that? Yeah, well, go ahead. No problem, yeah. And what about your your uh, private life? I mean, did you get married or anything since? No. Well, I used to go like girl. I have one child, but I never walked out. So we just parted, you know. Did you have any truck at all with uh, drugs in the intervening years or any of your friends? No. Well. See, I have to take drugs, you know, on my own, my own self, you know, because I'm an epileptic, you know. And, you know, I have to take tablets as well myself, you know. So there'd be no question of mixing it with anything else? Uh, no. Dangerous? <clears throat> well, smoke a bit of hash. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Is that still going around? Ah, yeah. It's all, it's all still going around. Everything. I think you're one of the people who's telling us that in those days you might be sold an Oxo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Said, uh, in, uh, what you, you can still be, you can still be sold an Oxo these days. Yeah, you can still be sold an Oxo for a ten pound deal. There you go, there's your deal, and you're smoking Oxo. <laughs> you don't go to mass. You don't. You just don't go to mass. Father Lavella's at the movie now. He's gone. He's got to the Archbishop's house. The Archbishop's house in John Condor, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't go to mass, you know, but I do say a prayer, you know, you have to say a prayer, you know? but I still believe in God. I, I'm a Catholic, you know. Yeah, one of the things that we said in 1975 was uh, talking about God and, and all that, and I said, what about the seventh commandment, thou shalt not steal? Well, so we wouldn't care about the Seven Commandments. If we see, all right, if we if we see anything there that I can steal, I'd steal. Well, have to be a and what do you say to God after you've done it? Huh? What do you say to God when you say your prayer? Then I, I say thanks, God. Father. Do you even know half the things that he did? <laughs> how would you really do? How would you know half the things that any of us... I say, how would you know half the things that any of us don't? It's different now, like. Like, they're all, they're all under different names now. Foley Street now is the Steelworks. Then you have Corporation Street is St. James Joyce. There's no Corporation Street anymore. What we've done years ago was just crazy. It was just mad, and that was it. You know what I mean? It was good. Somebody <laughs> asked me West James Choice say I wouldn't have a clue. I could be standing beside him. But you know, where James Choice on to me, mate, home, standing at the corner. People ask us, there's a lot of apartments there, you see. Yeah, according to all you, Foley Street was the best area in the world. Oh, it was brilliant, brilliant. Foley Street in the building. 